0: Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. Ernie and Bert? No. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith, with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car.
1: But that was then, Babo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey.
0: No, we're not.
1: And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you
0: like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God.
1: Uh, spoiler!
0: Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler, but hey, spoilers are fair game here.
1: Ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there. Okay, you know we're running out of time. Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Benedict. I'm Richard Spate, Jr. And we're
0: here talking about Supernatural. We're on episode 108. Bugs. Bugs. Not bunny. Not what? Bugs not bunny. bunny. No, not bunny. Oh. No, we're not doing... The Bugs Bunny's a completely different show. Right. But we are talking about bugs. A lot has been said about this show, yeah,
1: this, this is, episode over I, the years. This is one of the most talked about episodes in the entire 15-year history of the show.
0: In my very first episode in season four, my character who writes the books... Bugs is one of the episodes he talks about having written, right? so it was the one I sort of knew about going in. So yeah, I was kind of excited to watch Bugs and get back into that episode and what it meant. Well,
1: give us a summary. Okay, what happens
0: here is Sam and Dean catch wind of a strange death, written off as mad cow disease.
1: Do you notice that Sam and Dean catch a lot of wind? They do catch a lot. There's (laughs) a lot of wind being caught. But they never fart.
0: Uh, However, the facts don't add up as they decide to make the trip to Oklahoma to investigate the location of the death, a new housing development. They find beetles at the site of the death. Wait, the Fab Four? Yeah, John, Paul, Ringo, and George. Did they love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they also find the insect beetle, and they they don't think much of it. Nah. But then later they meet Larry Pike. Oh, Larry. Yeah, one of the developers, and his son Matt. Matt Pike? Who is obsessed with bugs. Bunny? Someone else dies this time with spiders. Yeah, it's even creepier. I'm noticing a a little of a theme here. Mm -hmm. They suspect Matt, the crazy bug kid. You always suspect the bug kid. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. However, ultimately, the homes are being built on the graves of indigenous people slaughtered by an American cavalry in a a horrific story uh, told to us by an indigenous person on the show. And while dying, the chief at the time cursed the land to rise up against anyone who tries to live there. And we discover that it's once a year during the the solstice, when the moon and the sun share the sky, that the bugs go, uh-uh. No, not so much. Get up. Keep her moving. <laughs> Nothing to see here. And uh, the boys survive a scary night in a house with bees to ride off into the sunset, never to be heard from again.
1: That's not true. The show was... Uh... On the air for... Oh, oh, that's right, 15 15 seasons. seasons. That's right, that's right.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Since I'm watching from the beginning, I didn't know if there was another episode. Oh, so
1: here's my question. I want an honest answer. Have you seen Bugs before? No. Neither did I. So this is the first time I saw saw the episode.
0: I've talked about it a lot because, again, I have a line about it in my first episode, but I never actually went back sat down and watched it beginning to end
1: okay I did this is the Robin Rich review segment of the program <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna dive yeah, in I want to dive yeah. in first please because I'm saying this and I'm not saying this because Rachel the writer is sitting four feet right away from next you. to us yeah I'm saying this because I mean it yes I don't understand why it's got negative press. I
0: agree I really I was expecting something else I I've, was
1: ready for like a real turd fest and it was actually a delight. Yeah. And again, it's not because you're sitting here. No,
0: and you're looking her in the eye as I you say am, this. But, but gonna, you... No, it it really is true. We I didn't uh, I agree. I don't I don't know. And maybe things had been written about it and you know, look, it really is different than other episodes we've been watching where the the killer is a ghost or uh, you know, a sure. pers- person or um But
1: even your character later on in the series apologizes. Apologizes for, for Bugs? Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I think I thought it was really, really well done. I think maybe
0: it, we'll get into it when we interview Rachel. But but you know, it could have been had something to do with Kripke. It might have been uh, you know hard to put it all together, making the bugs look real. And I've
1: all heard that. I've heard the comment that somebody said, well, you know, it wasn't as scary as some of the episodes. Oh, I strongly object to that review because I think bugs are disgusting, and I thought it was incredibly creepy.
0: Right. Now, my only critique of the show is the fact that the boys, they, they survive the night with the bugs. It's pretty horrific. And then they get in their car and they drive away. But we never go, aren't we to assume that every year the bugs will be back at the solstice?
1: That's up to people in that town. <laughs>
0: Screw Right. <laughs> so they live through it. So they're like, all right, on to the next. But I mean, I would say to the people doing the development and the realtor guy, hey, maybe not so much on that land. Let's keep that land free. I think mean, yeah, that's the,
1: the lesson. That would have been but will tape that area off. Exactly. Here here was my and this is just the, the product of TV that I thought was funny is that they the sun sets and here comes the swarm and they start fending it off with the fire and they're running around and, and you know blocking all the windows and doors and then they're up in the roof and you know the bugs are eating yeah. through the roof. That attic we call it these days. Oh, they're up in the attic, right? <laughs> the kids today call it an attic. Yeah, not a roof. And uh, and uh, the bugs are eating through the, the roof uh uh-huh. and then it's dawn. And, like it, 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 and, and I realized, oh, this is taking place in the tundra, where where it's, it's short night. They only <laughs> short, short yeah. nights. As I, that explains why yeah. they should have had like snow dogs. Go yeah, there.
0: yeah, it's uh, Alaska because
1: literally, it the sun rises about. Nineteen minutes. Yeah, well, it's
0: one of those Hollywood, uh, uh, Hollywood nights. Where, yeah, like when they when you have you watch those movies that take place in Los Angeles and they go from downtown to the beach in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing, just again and again, I'm I'm just fascinated with the, the through line running through this season, what's going on in the boys' personal lives. There's still a lot of the references to the the father and son issues that are going on, and and Sam can kind of relate to what's going on with the son, Matt, sure, and the father trying to control his life and things like that, and and letting him be, letting him do what he wants to do, go to college, that kind of thing.
1: Whereas Dean relates more to the spiders. Sure.
0: And the bees. (laughs) Sure, sure. He's always been more of a bee and spider guy. Also, there's this element of telling the truth, be honest, you know, being honest with each other, which is important to Sam. Not so much important to you, Rich. Nope. You like the lies. That's true. <laughs> but, again, funny things with Dean. I love when Dean goes up to take a shower in the steam shower that they have in these new houses, and uh, Sam knocks on the door, and Dean opens it up, and he's got a towel wrapped around his head. That's comedy, and that's uh, that's funny stuff. I had always heard that Dean doesn't really get to be funny until the, the episode where we've seen the clip where he gets scared of the—he's scared of cats or something. Yellow fever. Yeah, but he's, there's a lot of funny with that character. Lots of funny. Dean uh, all the way through, and, and again, I'm— really relating to Sam and Sam's struggle as the son uh, with his, distant from his father.
1: And Dean with the bees. You and the bees.
0: I, uh, we're so lucky today to have the, the co-writer of this episode, credited as Rachel Knave, uh, her married name now is Rachel Dworkin, and the actor Tyler Johnson, who we've, we've met at the conventions, and uh, we're so excited to sit down and talk to Tyler Johnson,
1: of course, who played Matt. Rich, excited? Beside myself, literally beside the writer. I mean, she, she's right here. She's just chomping at the bit to get in here and tell us we're nit- nitwits for thinking what we think about the show. I like, I but I'm telling you, I've been dying to talk about the show because, Rachel, you know, people, this is a much-discussed show. But in the in the podcast, we have not to have, she's actually, actually not in the room but she, yet. But I'm telling people she is. <laughs> I'm breaking the fourth podcast wall. That's right. Well, we might as well get into it. Yeah. Since you're you're talking to Rachel now anyway, you've already broken the wall. Well, now people know she's here, but that's important. They should know she's here. We're that kind of podcast. We bring in real people. We don't lie. No. You, well, were, we-
0: you were into lying a second ago, and now all of a sudden you're changing to your tune. All right, well, please welcome to the podcast Rachel Nave Dworkin and Tyler Johnston. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. It's such a thrill to have you here. It's always fun to see, to work with and talk to people who were there and the, Rich and I are watching the show for the first time. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. So
1: here's a Hollywood question for you. Have you two ever met? Because uh, I know you worked on the same episode, but it's written in Los Angeles and shot in Vancouver. Have you two ever actually met each other? Just minutes mm-hmm. ago.
2: Yeah, just via this, Zoom.
1: Via Zoom. The, you
0: yeah, heard it here, folks. It. There you go. <laughs> Breaking ground.
1: I think people think we're all in the, you know, when we're making DV, we're all in one giant warehouse uh, doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's actually very segmented as it is. Um,
0: so you both have dealt with the fact that this is kind of a much talked about episode of Supernatural, sort of an infamous episode. Rich and I, seeing it for the first time, are not quite sure why because we we enjoyed it. It was gross. I'll give you that. <clears throat> it was it was gross. I don't I don't love bugs. No, but I like the episode. Bugs.
1: I, I do too. Let's. I, I would love to know because Rachel, I know you have a connection to Kripke. Let's talk about how you got involved to start with. How did you end up doing this?
2: Sure thing. So I went to college with Eric. Kripke. And we all went to film school together. And after college, Eric seemed to become wildly successful instantly. And then I sort of toiled away at a lot of development jobs, working for producers and things like that. And I finally decided to try my hand at writing and wrote a sample and got an agent. And Eric was. In hindsight, I just think it was incredibly generous of him to give my partner and I, who was another guy from that we'd all gone to school at, to USC with, gave us what's called a freelance episode, which is we were not, you know, full-time staff on the show, but they would throw someone a freelance. I think it was sort of a cheap way to get some episodes. This was back when you're doing 22 episodes in a season, which right. is much less common now, but... For a small writing crew to get 22 episodes written is a lot of work. So you give one to some little newbie person, and Eric gave me an episode. It was great. That's amazing. I mean, it, it's
0: rare. I haven't really heard of that much at all. Like, I mean, you have a writer's room, but to have a freelance episode, it's...
2: Back then, it was pretty common. Okay. I'm desperately trying to think of, like, how much I got paid. I think it was very little. And so, again, it's a cheap way to get a draft out of someone. Right. But I also look back and think, wow, he gave us that episode in the first 13. I figured, oh, he'd wait to see at least if he gets that back nine pickup. And um, for people at home who don't know what that means, usually a network will let you do 13 episodes. And then if it's going well, they'll order nine more. And um, he gave us episode eight, which was surprising. And when he gives you the episode, does
0: he say, you're writing this episode, it's about bugs, it's about this and that?
2: No, not exactly. I remember coming into the writer's room. And again, this was a room that would have been a group of writers that had been working together for months, probably, or weeks, at least. Bill and I, who's my writing partner, we come in. I think we each had day jobs. We had to take time off work for this. This was like (laughs) a big deal. And um, so we had a week to come in. And I know there were a lot of different possible episode ideas up on the board. And I remember Eric saying toaster oven to anyone who can break the bugs idea. I want to do a bugs episode. And I don't know how we must have come up with the basic idea and I guess he was like, yeah, go for that. So (sighs)
0: Did you that's... get a toaster oven? Yeah, I was going to say a million-dollar question.
2: No, but I guess I got some residuals over the years, so well, you, that's good. You, you,
0: all right. You, yeah, you should be owed a freaking
2: toaster yeah, oven. Yeah,
1: that sounds like an, an unfulfilled contract to me, but... Talk about lies. I smell lawsuit. <laughs> I thought the toaster...
3: I thought that was a, a term that I just wasn't familiar with. I thought that was like a writer's term, you know? No, oven. I think that's
2: an old-timey Eric Kripke reference to, like, the way banks used to give away goofy appliances if they signed oh. a client.
1: Well, that's... I, gotcha. First of all, I want to... On behalf of the production, I'm sorry that... You got ripped off. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have a family. You deserve a
0: toaster oven. Give this woman a toaster oven. Uh, you have a
1: family. Maybe an air fryer these
3: days, eh? Maybe yeah, exactly. let's, uh, let's, up, let's update her to yeah. an air fryer.
0: What, what else isn't equipped with a good toaster oven? So, and then Tyler, now you were one of the few people, I should say a handful of people through the years, that has played two different roles on Supernatural. Yes.
3: yes. Some, of, some of the fans like to think that it was Matt Pike who uh, ran away from home became Alfie, the hot dog vendor. And, oh. and so some of the fans like to speculate that maybe the relationship between dad and Matt didn't, uh, didn't mend the way that we hoped at the end of that episode. Ah, there. So I some like fans it. have that. Well, I
1: like I, it. I did you know, I, obviously we've met before personally in, in real life, but I, I had seen your later episodes, but I'd never seen this one. And you, uh, look exactly the same now. <laughs> totally. So I'm like, Hey, there's Tyler wearing a Beatles wig. <laughs> I,
3: I was like, I shouldn't have shaved today. It would have looked way older, but, uh,
1: I now, thought against it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, how
0: old were you when you shot this?
3: I was 18 years old. Okay. Oh, um, it was probably my second job with like actual lines. I'd done one guest star earlier and then, a, you know, a number of actor roles where I would say one thing, you know, teenager at the party, number three, or those type of roles, which were right. great, great learning experiences. And I remember I was working with my dad at the time. He owns an auto glass business here in Vancouver. And I just graduated high school. I was working with him, you know, pulling out windshields and replacing tractor windshields, you know, not glamorous stuff. I remember I got the call from my agent that uh, I booked this episode of Supernatural and my dad jokes. He's like, you could not have left the work site any faster huh. after your agent called. He's like, I swore you called your mom to pick you up right away. He's, he likes, <laughs> likes to joke that I bailed on him uh, as soon as I got the job. Well, and I was 18 years old. It's a it good role.
1: It's a great role. Oh, man. Really good role. Oh,
3: and I hadn't watched that for 15 years until last night. And it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty cool to see. You know, yeah. I learned a lot on those uh, six, seven days. And uh, it was a jumping off point for me in my career. No question about it. That's Matt, awesome.
2: Matt, I think if I remember correctly, you would never know this. But I'm pretty sure when we first wrote the script, it was supposed to be like a 10-year-old. Oh, Really? <laughs> But either Eric rewrote it to be a high schooler or they couldn't find anyone who was a decent actor. So they bumped up the age.
1: So
3: I was 18 going on
1: 10. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. It worked. (laughs) So now, Rachel, you you were saying that Eric kind of had it out there for the writers, like somebody try to break this story. When you break the story, is that something you present in person? Like you walk in the room like, okay, here's what we think it is. Or was that a written pitch?
2: it's a verbal pitch. We come in, we see all these ideas on the board. I think there was like a chupacabra episode. There was a whatever Mm. episode, probably a lot of episodes that ended up finishing up that first season on the board already, just as like little one or two word, a Wendigo or whatever. So then we go home and kind of brainstorm all those ideas and come back the next day and give like a verbal pitch. And I guess we must have come up with, I kind of don't like to think that we came up with the cursed indigenous people's land, but I guess we did. I am still thinking we were greatly rewritten by Eric Kripke, <laughs> and I blame this episode I don't on know, Eric.
1: Tell us, hangs in the balance. Did were you?
0: The uh, question he, I was going to ask actually is, is: Is were you influenced by like Poltergeist? You know, movie where they built a house on? Of course.
2: You say influenced. I mean, I would have imagined that we would have avoided that like crazy. That's such the obvious connection there. But we must have, I feel bad, this was like 16 years ago and I feel so bad that I don't have like the exact recall of what we pitched that day in the room. No, well, That's I know. the it's great
0: thing lot. about history, you can rewrite it. Yeah. We can just re- <laughs> retell it in a new way.
2: <laughs>
0: I hope you're enjoying the episode, but we need to pull over for a second for some messages. Thanks for listening, everybody. And now back to the episode.
1: So now I'm going to ask another 16-year-old question. But since he was trying so hard to to break this and had sort of jokingly said, I'm going to give an appliance to whoever figures it out. Was he elated when you like pitched that? We were like, oh, my gosh, you've done it. Did he leap from his seat? Was there a moment?
2: No, I think it was a much more subdued reaction. I really think it was more like, "Okay." um, yeah, maybe we go with that. Like I think I think and then he And that's sent, how it happens in Hollywood. Everybody. Yeah, I, I don't remember I remember it being like, give it a shot, you know? Again, you have to remember he, we were getting paid next to nothing. We were sort of this throwaway job. So he could go send us in the other room with John Scheiben, who was his number two writer guy. And John got assigned essentially babysitting, these two newbie writers, go in the other room for a few days and try to break this bugs episode. So I'm not sure if they had a lot of high hopes for what we were going to come up with. You've mentioned your writing partner, Bill Coakley. Yes. And what's he doing now? You know, that's a really good question. Um, Bill and I broke up a long time ago. And, you know, unfortunately, we haven't kept in that much touch. But Broke
0: up partner-wise. Partner-wise. partner-wise yes. Yeah. We were
2: never romantically linked. Right. But, you know, I, I think he's doing well. He directed a movie like last oh, year. So oh, good. good for him. Okay.
0: Best of luck to Bill. Tyler, back to you, buddy. So... Your character loves bugs until the end. I mean, he's not so sure about bugs. Um, mm-hmm. He to... throws them
3: all in the garbage as if they just aren't living things. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like, wait a scrape, second! Scrape, <laughs> scrape, scrape! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Completely switches. Yeah. Um, so you had it's to handle. hours. You handled a praying mantis. You you, you handled like a, a, a <laughs> spider. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was kind of creepy. Tarantula. I mean, did, were you
3: creeped out at were all by doing this? stuff? I was absolutely terrified. I know this is going to sound strange, but there was a man who pulled up in a white van. And uh, he asked me to get in the back, and he had uh, insects galore. He had nothing to do
0: with Supernatural, by (laughs) the way.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was late to set that day. (laughs) Uh, And he had bugs all over the inside. Uh, I remember I was uh, handling, uh, like... uh, Like a big beetle. I have a picture of that. There's a tarantula. We're walking on my face. He wanted to make sure I wasn't going to have a freak out when we got to camera. Well,
1: that's not going (laughs) to (sighs) help.
3: I was terrified. I I still don't like bugs like uh, at all. Um, I think
1: that's a weird psychology. Like, I want to be sure you're good with mm -hmm. flying. So I'm going to shove you out of an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to push you off this cliff. You'll be you'll be fine. If you're scared, then you're not the man for the job they did
3: like a, a test before we went to camera as well to make sure that none of us were allergic to bees. Mm. So any crew members and cast members who had to be in that last couple scenes where the bees sort of Swore. overtook the house, yeah. they had to do a check. So they had a little filter on our skin and put the bee stinger through the filter. So the bees wouldn't die every time they test stung. And I remember just being like, okay, here we go. I've, I've had a tarantula on my face. They've, uh, stabbed a, a bee into my arm and about to throw me in an attic but they said like 10,000 bees or something on the day there was thousands and thousands of bees really, really? No, a lot of like bees
0: see, see, okay die. so let's so let's get into that so that last uh yeah. sort of uh, the climax of the episode you're all in this attic yeah was it yeah. on a stage or were you actually in an attic
3: it was in a stage and i remember all, that was one of my first uh stage experiences and just being overwhelmed by the magnitude of the sets and the props and you know, like, there was one shot where there was bees covering the entire window, and I remember watching the crew set that up and just being fascinated how uh, how long shots take for, like, seconds on camera. You know, that yeah. was my first moment of being like, wow, this is a huge, huge ordeal to get this television show made and uh
0: and they had real bees in there
3: real bees they released the bees into the attic and then they realized right away that the bugs were going straight to the lights so the the you know the bugs would be some of them were frying unfortunately on these extremely hot lights and they couldn't get the bees to do what they wanted
1: they were non-union bees you have to remember oh what these man
3: were. <laughs> it was i you know, couldn't afford w- to get real bee, bees bee
1: extras there's a lot of also fly in bee suits <laughs> it, there if were flies a lot of are cheaper
3: <laughs> There were a lot of suits, the crew, I know, I think Jared mentioned this story, but there was a lot of crew members in the attic in bee suits yeah. and uh, Kim Manners, uh, knowing that maybe some of us weren't the most comfortable in this attic with tens of thousands of bees. He, uh, he took off his bee suit and came in in his shorts and his t-shirt. Yeah. So, well, we actually, solidarity.
0: we actually asked Jensen Ackles about that story and we're going to, right now we're going to listen to what he had to say about that.
4: They had the whole like set like zipped up like it was you know everything like it was something years. out of E.T. Yeah. and and yeah all the the whole crew is inside there with the bugs in full on b gear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and Jared and I they're like calling us to set and I I get up to the, like the zipper to enter the set and they and I'm like I just hear this yeah, blah, blah, yeah. and and I'm like I, I, I'm not going in there. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna and and then I just hear from behind the monitors, I hear uh Kim just go, Get your ass in there, or I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, second second episode. He, yeah, oh, yeah, he was like, he was like, get in there, boys, get in there, or I'm gonna beat your asses. <laughs> <laughs> and so I and then I think I think Jared yelled back and he was like, Kim, there's 60,000 bees in there. You get in there. And he goes, Fine, God damn it, give me a bucket. Or no, he goes, Give me a give me an apple box. And he had shorts and a t-shirt on. And he unzipped the thing, walked in with his apple box, sat down. Was like, get your ass in here. Oh my. No b suit, no nothing.
0: Oh my god. And
4: And I just look at I look at Jared and I was like, (laughs) now we have to. (laughs) 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 And that was a moment where
3: I was like, man, like this is you know that was just a, a leader showing his leadership. And I didn't really appreciate that moment until a few years later into my career where I realized that there might be a little bit of a hierarchy on set and. And Kim, you know, didn't have to do that. It was, a, it was a really cool gesture.
1: It was.
0: And you're one of the few actors that we've talked to that's actually gotten to work with Kim, who's, you know, we've, we've, we've spoken about a lot. What was that experience like?
3: He was super nice, super gentle. I was brand new. Like it was probably my eighth or 10th day on set. So I was asking questions that I probably should have known the answer to. And he helped me through a lot of those scenes, even looking back now, like that one scene in the bedroom where I'm talking to Jared or Jensen on the phone saying that the, the, the bugs are coming, you know, you need to get over here. I remember being so nervous for that scene because it was sort of my character's moment to like ask the boys to come back and save my family. And, and uh, Kim just calmed me down and walked me through the scene. And
1: That's so cool.
3: It left set feeling very,
1: uh, very uplifted. And, That's great, man. Uh, so at the time, I mean, you don't know you're working with a legend probably. You're new, nope. you're a young guy. I have no idea. So after no the idea. fact, you figured it out as the years went yeah. on that like Kim Anders was a big deal.
3: Yes, absolutely. I did. Yeah, and I totally understand why his behavior to everybody on set, and like I mentioned, that story of him in the attic. I understand why people would follow him, you know, on set and anywhere. I would, I'd say into war. Like I didn't want <laughs> into a, to, into, a, into an attic,
1: attic of bees. <laughs> That's a great
0: story. I mean, yeah, to yeah. to have done that. Rachel, did you, you know, sometimes the, the, you're writing in L.A. and the writers will fly to Vancouver. Did you go up there for the shooting of this?
2: No, no, we didn't. Again, we were kind of like these freelancers. We had to, like, go back to our day jobs, like, I, and I remember, like, stressing out because it was taking, like, a few days extra, and, you know, you can't, what like... What was your
0: day job at the time?
2: At the time, I was working for an online marketing company. Right, just sure, not, like, like you do. Writing Google ads or something, and... um <laughs> Yeah, I remember being really stressed that I kept having to say, I actually need to take a few more days. But no, we didn't get to go to Vancouver, unfortunately. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, did the—when your show was getting produced, were you aware of Kim Manners' pedigree? Like, you got a good director?
2: Yeah, I mean, to know that not just that he was directing our episode, who had directed all these X-Files and stuff, I mean, that's like— Wow. But I mentioned John Scheiben before, too, who was the guy who was kind of who we worked with to write our episode. He had written a bunch of X-Files and it just felt like, wow, for our first gig, like we're really working with some impressive people, even though we didn't get to really work with Kim to know that he had gone on to do our episode was like, Wow.
1: Were you involved in that process, like tone meetings and and the rest that goes on?
2: No, no. I mean, it's interesting. Like I then subsequently later married uh, a writer who is a showrunner in TV, and so now I know what really all goes into producing an episode, and at the time... I had no idea. I just thought, oh, I turned in my script and call me when it's going to be on. I didn't realize that real writers get to do a lot of <laughs> a lot more stuff. <laughs>
1: You're a real writer. Come on, this is a gr- you know, it's a it's a really good episode of TV. I will say this: there's 327 episodes of Supernatural. Bugs is among the most talked about. Yeah, and there and there's something to be said for that because even if it's talked about because of a mixed reaction. That's saying something to raise to raise yourself from the other hundreds of episodes of this show is kind of cool. I mean, I think the episode, it's unfairly maligned often uh, because I actually think it's, it's as good as, you know, there are excellent episodes of Supernatural and then there's episodes of Supernatural. I, I don't see it being... A bad episode. Yeah,
0: I mean, a lot of times, you know, I was almost expecting it to be look fakey or something like that you think about, like I don't know, some some monster in a really bad costume being you know laughed at. It did nothing like that. Like the, the bugs were real. The only the plastic only
1: had, plastic pl- spiders. The plastic
0: spider didn't look real, and the, now looking back, the spiders in the sh- coming out in the shower shower look a bit yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think the issue is the guys didn't do anything. In fact, I think there's like a line as they're running to the house to save the day where they've discovered it's a curse. And I think Dean says something like,
4: So how do we break a curse? You don't break a curse. You get out of its way. We gotta get this people out now
2: what? That's not like yeah. how heroes solve yeah. solve a crime. Like, and in yeah. other, I mean, most, in yeah. most of the other Supernatural episodes, the guys have to do something clever and yeah. smart and heroic, right. not hide in an attic all night long. That's lame. <laughs> yeah.
3: Jensen oh. had some bug spray and a, and a flamethrower. Yeah, he was, that he
1: was throwing fire Dude, I going to say, that the, <laughs> there had to be a tube from that, that spray can down like a vat. In
3: real
0: life, that would be gone in a second. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, yeah, and yeah, you're right. They they did. They lasted through. They made it to daylight. Did you know, uh, Rachel, that Larry, Joni, and Matthew are the names of <laughs> Kripke's father, mother,
2: and I know them personally. Really? Yes. No way. Is oh, that no why way. you use their names? Ah, uh, no. I mean, Eric would have Eric probably changed the names right. of those characters. That's so yeah. funny. But Dustin, who is the first guy who gets killed, the cable guy or yeah. whatever. That was my writing partner's uh, nephew, Dustin. The actor Uh, or the name? No, the name. Oh, funny.
0: (laughs) He's
1: a 40-year-old man.
0: (laughs) And he really died. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Um. Bill was 75 when we worked together.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a weird (laughs) matchup.
0: Yeah, that, that scene's kind of terrifying. And again, that actor had to work really work with bugs
1: like having bugs dumped all over his oh yeah that dude you had you had a cakewalk of a gig holding a tarantula compared to that guy yeah he had bugs going all over him for a day rate (laughs) like they (laughs) shot him in and out on a canadian day rate let me tell you something guess he's not getting covered with bugs for a canadian day rate (laughs) this podcast host no, thank you. There's another,
0: there's another death in this one I really like, which is the woman in the shower, who isn't killed by the bugs so much, is killed by slipping, running out of the shower because there are spiders coming out because that's so terrifying that she actually just falls running away and that's what
3: kills her. I know. And then they Carrie get, Genzel is her name. She's a, she's a lovely lady. Is that Carrie right? Genzel. You know her? Yeah, yeah. And yes, Carrie
1: Genzel was in the first episode of Supernatural I Ever Directed. There you Later go. Later on in season 11. Uh, it's called... Uh, just my imagination. Well, that's weird.
0: So this is has two actors who both came back to the show in later seasons.
1: Yeah, huh. indeed it does. Hmm. And it's funny when you're when you're auditioning people for Supernatural in Vancouver, you know, you get the list of names and it says Tyler Johnson, and it'll say he appeared <laughs> in season right. one episode Bugs.
0: Just so you right. know. So that. you know,
1: mm-hmm. and so the executive producers know. So if you even up like, oh, that's the guy I want, back in L.A. The writers go, okay. Well, he, does it matter? Or does it not matter? Hmm. And it, hmm. I, I don't think it. I don't think it ever in the eleven episodes, 13, whatever, many I directed. I don't think it ever mattered that somebody had been in Supernatural before. Like if oh, they were great. the right person for the role, we're like, ah, use them.
3: Great. I mean, it provided a lot of jobs and a lot of opportunities for me and and my peers up here in Vancouver. Yeah. I'll tell you what: fifteen years, three hundred episodes. Yeah. And you came back in season eight? Eight. Yeah, season eight. Did a couple uh, episodes of an angel before I was stabbed in the heart. Spoiler alert. But, right.
0: Uh, oh, man. you haven't watched it watch yet, show. In- dude. Oh,
3: Don't shoot. tell me who
0: God is. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, you came back and you did three episodes there. But that was a good, what, eight years later. So, you're...
3: That was a long time. Yeah, well yeah. into your The 20s. show had changed. It was, uh, you know, wasn't the same sort of gritty, mm. uh, dangerous looking. I mean, it still obviously was dangerous. It wasn't but-
0: Monster of the Week.
1: Yes, right. Yeah, it was a different vibe. Yeah. yeah, and they fed you. You know, they had the money for lunch. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, was... back I, we had
0: to make our, we had to go kill our lunch.
1: Let <laughs> me ask you this: When you came back to the show, did another guy in a different van pick you up and drive you around? <laughs> That's a really creepy part. The scariest part of the story is that you blindly got in a van of the guy <laughs> with,
3: with bugs in his. Well, head. he was on the, it was on the studio set, so I was like, hey, you he must be trustworthy. Hey, uh, <laughs> come, come <in>. here, come
1: <laughs> here. Come <laughs> here. Come <laughs> my, my favorite part is you getting out like, well, the bug wrangler really gave me the. <laughs> We don't. We don't have a bug right. <laughs> what? Come here, kid.
3: Um, oh no, r- Rachel. Do
0: you remember anything in writing it that you specifically put in? Like, ooh, that was mine. L- like the, the name of the the, uh, the like cable Dustin, guy. Yeah. yeah.
2: I really hope that mine was the Munsters line because I think that's like the best line in the episode where Dean tells Sam.
4: So what are you saying? That Dad was disappointed in you? Was, is. Always has been. Why would you think that? Because I didn't want to bow hunt or hustle pool. because I wanted to go to school and live my life, which to our whacked-out family made me the freak. And you were kind of like the blonde chick of the monsters.
2: Yeah, yeah. that he, he's an outcast in their family and therefore is like the blonde chick from the monsters, which yeah. I think was a really right. great line, and I, I hope that one was mine. I think it, again, it definitely we, was. We can rewrite this. Yeah, you this know, was I, your line. The hard, like, I remember the, the, the thing that I just really remember was they were still in the very early stages of this show. And I remember it was so hard to figure out how we were going to get the guys into each episode, how they were going to find out about the latest demonic whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just remember there being a lot of rules and a lot of, well, they have to find it. We have to show them, find it out. We can't just, you know... They can't just stumble upon it. And so there was a lot of looking things up on the Internet and them stumbling across things in newspapers and stuff. And so much time was spent trying to figure out how to get them into it. And I'm sure you who've directed a bunch of episodes later on and Tyler, who's been in more know later on, they said, who cares about that? Let's just start the episode (laughs) in, in the thing. But there was a lot of discussion about like, well, these are the rules of how we get them into it. And and.
1: I think there were so many rules in the first 5 seasons that got watered down as the show went on.
2: Sure. And showrunners right.
1: were replaced by different with different people. You know, Eric handed the baton to other people and it just the baton kept getting handed that it, you'd be doing something like ghosts can't go through walls and they're like, "Well, this is a red ghost." <laughs> like, oh, Red Ghost, okay, Red Ghost Go Through Walls, <laughs> or whatever, whatever it is. Sometimes it yeah. felt a little lazy.
2: I want you guys in this podcast, moving forward, find out how they made the transition from lame titles to awesome titles, because season one— there's, like, not a cool title in the bunch. It's They they, they aren't special. And later on, the titles, you know, Are, are You There, God, It's Me, Dean, or yeah. whatever. Like, just these fabulous, like, references yeah. and Folsom's Prison Blues yeah. and, like, all these When the Levee yeah. Breaks. You get all these great yeah. references to movies and songs and stuff, and I just want to know... What, who, this was just who, t- de- who decided that? Who decided, you know what, in the next season, let's have cool titles? Because yeah. season one, they were terrible.
1: Probably not the person who named your episode
0: Bugs. Right. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> so Probably far, the name of the bad guy is the name of the episode, right? Wendigo. Wendigo. Hookman. Scarecrow. Bugs. Bugs. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah. Mrs. King. Ms. King. <laughs> is that Was that one? <laughs> Mrs.
1: King, the Scarecrow, Mrs. King,
0: Scarecrow, right? (laughs) It's an old 1980s show. You're, you know, Rob, your hip references. They're just, I think, the
1: Scarecrow, Mrs. King was a show created by Eugenie Singer, Eugenie. There you go, there's a good good tie in, yeah, Tyler. So,
0: what was it like working with the boys at this point? Were they better than bugs? Did they joke around with you? Were they sort of like playful older brothers with you?
3: They were very playful, very welcoming. I remember they had like a bunch of toys that they would get around on set. I think they had like a little, a little scooter or something back then. I know it evolved over the years. I remember the scooters
1: of, I because I showed up season two. I remember the scooters. Yeah. 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 And they had, they had a, one of
3: the guys had a dog on set and
1: yeah, I think Jared
3: was, um Jared was on Ellen or something during that time. And he invited me into his trailer to, to watch it with him. That's and I cool. remember just being like, man these guys are being so nice to me and you know as a young actor you remember those moments right and and like if you ever put are in a position where you are one of the leads or one of the recurring characters you remember moments like that yeah how it made you feel as a young actor as a new actor and i make sure to do similar things now if i'm in a similar position You know, make people feel welcome and try and remember their first name if you can you know jared and jensen are really really good with that when i came back season eight I don't know if they did remember that I was in previous episodes, but they both came up to me and welcomed me back to the show. And you know, it was uh, no—they they, they do, know they- how to make people feel special. You
0: know, they do this game uh, in the later seasons when we were on season 14, 15, where. One would say the name of an episode, and the other would say what season they thought that that was in. So, I mean, they they do think about it. It's not like it's it's yeah. they shoot it and it's not never thought about again. And on a show like this, uh, yeah, they did. People make uh, impressions again. I think there's a reason too. You you came back and you go to conventions and stuff like that. You're.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very happy to be a part of this family. I, I remember I, on the day uh, we were joking, I kept saying, "Boys, like, if you need me to come with you, I'll hide in the trunk. I'll pop up next episode. Maybe I, maybe you just need a third brother, you know, yeah. maybe just a third <laughs> younger brother. And uh, you
0: know. Yeah. And the writer, Eric had something that the writers would do. And every script ended with To Be Continued. And so I remember thanks. my first episode. I didn't. It was a one-off episode, so I didn't know if I was coming back. And thankfully, I did. But I remember thinking, like, "Oh, to be continued." Some definitely, <laughs> next episode. Yeah, this is I'm my in. moment. This is it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! Turns out every script says to be continued. Honey, I'm buying a Beamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yeah. And finally, on the very last episode in season 15, it said the end, and that was a very emotional uh, thing for everybody. Oh, to, wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank, well, again, thanks for the spoiler. I'm oh, sorry. At
0: some point, it does end, Rich. <laughs> the
1: show yeah. does end. Yeah, Weird. it does. It does end. Um, not in our hearts.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've got a fun story. Is it story time? Yes. Please. Yes. I was in Los Angeles maybe 10 years ago. It was a long time ago, eight years ago. I don't know time's weird these days, but I was auditioning for Kripke's next show revolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a call back and I remember I was in the waiting room. There was like me and one other guy and uh, I walk around the corner and in the room was Eric Kripke and John Favreau. And so I walk in a little nervous, you know, young actor, a couple of legends standing right in front of me. I got my sides. I'm ready to roll. And then uh, Kripke looks at my resume and he goes, oh, you're on Supernatural. I'm like, I am. He goes, what episode? I was like, oh, I was in the Bugs episode. He goes, oh, yeah. You know, uh, a lot of our fans consider that our worst episode. <laughs> it's uh, It wasn't you. It wasn't you. The acting was fine. Oh, no. CGI, the bugs, the story points. You know, we just could never nail it down. And the bugs, the CGI, it keeps going as to why this is the worst episode in their history. Oh, my wow. God. And I'm standing in front of him at this audition now, nervous as can be. And he's talking and talking and talking. I'm just kind of nodding my head. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst episode. You know, fans tell me all the time. And and then John Favreau goes, hey, Kripke, um... Let's let the kid read. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you Thank you, thank you And I, I, I did the read And it went really well We did some direction And then I left My agent called They said they forgot To plug in the microphone So I had to go back Are you serious? The, I, I'm a fully serious I had to go back Do the audition again Neither of them were there It was a totally Different dynamic uh, Didn't get the job But I'll always remember dude. that Dude And Kripke was being Really nice when he was Saying all these things He was just making conversation. Yeah That's, but, yeah, that's not helpful
1: Kripke he, not helpful. The same thing. It was thing.
3: so funny Favreau's like hey hey let's just let Can the kid we, read like yeah. he's he's sweating buckets yeah right it's now. not the, it's, so it's not the
1: talking this bad it's been like know. oh you're part of the you were on the Titanic oh yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like just to, to tear you like be like that's not helping and it went down oh, a lot of books boats stayed
0: yeah. afloat but that one went down that went yeah. on down
3: no. yeah it was uh Exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly what I needed to hear in that moment.
0: Um, they uh, similar, I have a similar story. I, I auditioned for them in the same room for that. And Rich did, too, for that show. Oh, cool. And, uh, and uh, same thing. He was going off about the conventions. And I remember Favreau was, like, looking at his watch, you know, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's
1: that's a great, that's a brutal that you had to go back and they weren't there. Now you're like in an empty room with a hours
3: later. I was like, oh man, you know, the adrenaline that comes with those auditions, especially when there's people in the room, you know, it's like you can't replace that. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the same take, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm here to say we're talking about it in now in 2022. I think that this episode holds up.
1: I, I do do too. He gets two full beards from Robin Rich, two
0: full beards and uh, yeah it it holds up it's scary it's creepy it fits right in with the genre and it's what that and you got the
3: brothers sam and dean you know they're working through their relationship with their dad you're starting to establish you know the type of dudes that they are and their feelings towards their family exactly yeah yeah, there was some character development during that episode for sure and
1: the bugs are gross yeah the digital ones are lame and the plastic ones on the uh, towel are kind of like that's
0: not either of your fault 16
1: years ago And last week, Rachel, you didn't specify plastic spiders on the towel,
2: right? I didn't, but I read some interview with Kim Manners saying that they ended up basically having to digitally put all the bugs in, including the 40,000 bees that you endured, like that, because they didn't show up on camera very well. Yeah. Yeah. What a waste. (laughs) What a waste of your trauma. One of them
3: stung Jared, though. I think one of them stung Jared in the attic. So we'll always have that memory.
1: (laughs) By the way, Stung him in the attic, did it? Uh, yes. What? what are we, is, uh, the attic something making you from know, You know this story, huh? <laughs> you
3: know this. You know the story. No. Or what? I think it did sting him in his butt. I think if that's what you're insinuating. Oh, him, oh I nice. I think so he did get. I think he did get stung <laughs> in the. Stung I think me sat in the on attic.
1: One. I think it means they stung him in the basement. But sure. <laughs> I'd love to interview that that bee that stung him.
0: And I She's do long it, gone. And I do it again. <laughs> well, um, we've thoroughly enjoyed it,, and, yes. and appreciate both of you for being a part of this show that what this podcast is all about is,, yeah. revisiting and, and praising what the show is and what it became. And yes, and,
1: and also to kill the mythology that this was a bad episode. It wasn't. I'm, no. I'm here to tell you, it's a good episode. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very I've, welcome. I've
2: never heard we that. We needed to before. hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
1: know that, I, hear I know that I know that the creator of the show thinks differently. <laughs> but I'm Who's here he to know? say,
0: <laughs> what does he know? What has he done <laughs> <sense>? since?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but thank you so much Tyler. We're going to speak to you again in, in season 8.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Rich
0: and I are will be well into our 80s. But
1: uh, <laughs> maybe. But making, you, by the way, and then we'll know if you actually have some sort of weird uh, chemical peel going on. We'll see how you look. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at some point you got to age. You got to age. It's got to happen at some point. You're making us yeah. all feel weird.
3: I'll get off camera. I'll take off my wig, peel off my face, and it'll Perfect. be real meat. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. This is so fun, and the this episode is, is such a classic, and it's great that you're actually able to come in and actually talk to us.
2: No problem. It was fun. We appreciate it. Nice to meet you, Rachel. Nice to meet you.
1: We'll
0: see you, buddy.
3: All right, guys.
1: Ahoy! Rich Spade here. Hope you're enjoying the episode, but we got to pull over for a second for some messages. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode.
0: Well, that was great, talking to both of them.
1: It was so cool, and I also loved that they had never met. Yeah, yeah. Something interesting about how TV works that you know you could have acted on a show that you've been talking about your whole career. You could have written that episode. Yeah, and never met the actors who voiced the characters you created on paper.
0: That's what, uh, gosh, that's what we're doing on this show, Rich. We're bringing bringing people together. Bringing people, and not just people, bringing bugs together. Bringing bugs together. People and bugs. I liked this episode. I don't think it's it deserves the critique it got. I concur. I like it so much that I wrote a song about it, Rich.
1: Wow. Yeah. That inspired. Yeah, you want to hear it? I do.
0: Okay. Let's uh Here's my song I wrote. It's called Bugs.
1: Good title. Bugs.
0: Reputation precedes you, Bugs. Your disbelievability needs you. Take my hand, let's go for a ride. Into my head, literally bugs make me feel quite sickly. What universe, you living in bugs, A creepy, crawly on my skin
4: bugs.
1: There you go. Um, yeah, uh, the thoughts the, the part about taking your hand and going along for the ride. Who? Who's taking, who's... The bugs are taking my hand. And I,
0: I think what I'm saying is, you know what? I'm into it. I'm in for it. Take my hand. Let's go for a ride. I'll, I'll believe you, bugs. You want the bugs to take your hand? What I'm saying to the episode
1: itself right. is, I'm into you, bugs. Let's go. I'll go for the ride. I'll believe it. Okay, this is, I don't know how to ask this mm. gingerly. Are you hitting on the episode bugs? Yes. Okay.
0: So I'm glad you, you saw through that to what it really is. I did. Um, Desperate cry for help. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, wait, it doesn't deserve uh,
1: all the, the flack. No, and now it's got a dance hit sensation to back that up. Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, ready for the charts. All right, let's get into the
4: mythology. Bum,
0: bum, 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 bum. Insects are often a source of horror. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but there's no specific urban legend the, that we draw from. In
1: yeah, because you're just gross. You don't need an urban legend to tell you that a roach is nasty.
0: Yeah. However, insects play into several indigenous people's mythologies. Okay. Which I didn't know. There's a, a hoppy legend about how black beetles brought rain to land.
1: Oh uh, that, that helps.
0: Yeah. The land. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Many plains tribes feature a spider as a rough trickster god. Uh-huh. <laughs> Versions include an inappropriate but entertaining rogue. I'll take it. <laughs> That's so like you. Yeah, man, I'm gonna start calling you. Uh,
1: what? Sp- I don't know. <laughs> a spider. Spider. <laughs> Makes no sense. You know there are many B movies about bugs. Get it, Rob? Not A movies, but B uh, movies. Ah, it's a what they call a play on words. Yeah, man, that's why somebody wrote it and handed it to me like that. In 1954, them. Hmm. That's the title of the movie. Them. Okay. Yeah. In 1970, 1970- it's a
0: prequel to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It is, and uh, a, a pokewell to they.
0: That's right. Uh, what is a poke-well?
1: pokewell? is happens after. Oh, really? Prequel and pokewell. Really? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, nineteen seventy four. There's the killer bees. Right. Uh, it was a made for TV movie. Nineteen seventy eight. The swarm. I remember that one. Yeah. And in nineteen ninety three, ticks. A direct directed video featuring Seth Green and Clint Howard. And Sounds I still. Sounds like a winner. I still feel like this should be mentioned. There's a movie called the Bee Movie. Is, are bees in that movie? A, a
0: cartoon bees. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah well, there's also bugs. The movie, the cartoon movie, bugs.
1: And there's also Bugs Bunny who right. gets ignored this entire conversation.
0: Well, it doesn't really line up. Is his name Bugs? Another great bug story is uh, Stephen King's 1982 Creep Show, uh, which contained the story "They're Creeping on You" about murderous roaches. There's
1: so many bugs in that movie. That movie is so, it's so awful, gross. so gross, it's so gross. God, I hate that movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, Supernatural didn't fail to live up to this standard.
1: Yeah, well. It's time for trivia and fun facts. Trivia! 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 Fun facts! Pike is the fraternity Kripke was a member of in college. That's right, Eric Kripke was a member of Pike.
0: Hey, fun fact, so was I.
1: That's a really fun fact. Yeah,
0: I was also a Pike. Pi Kappa Alpha.
1: The actors had cuffs sewn into their wardrobes to avoid the bees getting in their pants and up their sleeves. However everyone still got stung. And if Tyler Johnston is to be believed, Jared Padalecki got stung on the tush.
0: Stung on the tush, which is the (laughs) the name of uh, my new biography.
1: Well, that's it for this episode, Bugs. I hope we've debunked the myth that Mm -hmm. it is a real dumpster fire. It's not. It's a darn fine episode that's much maligned, and we won't have it. Not on our watch.
0: I hope this episode of the podcast isn't the least heard podcast of our episode from season one.
1: Well, if it is, no one will hear you voice that concern because they wouldn't be listening. True. Please go subscribe to Supernatural Then and Now and listen to us every week as we walk through every swinging episode of Supernatural Evershot.
0: Thanks for joining us, everybody. This episode stars Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester.
1: Guest stars include Andrew Arley as Larry Pike. This
0: episode was edited by Paul Karasik. Music by Jay Gruska. Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer.
1: The original broadcast features some amazing music, including Def Leppard, Scorpions. It first aired November 8, 2005.
0: This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict.
1: Produced by Stephen Hine, written by Stephen Hine and Hayda Holscher. Audio engineering
0: by Caitlin Holley.
1: And edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. Music provided by Tim Wynn. The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios. This
0: podcast is from StoryMill Media.
1: For news on this and other podcasts, follow StoryMill Media on Instagram and Twitter.
4: Hold on, we're moving. What am I doing? You're going
0: to hang right
2: out there. for Oh, okay. So you're, okay. You're, you're, the, you're exactly where you're supposed to be.
0: Okay. Should we get into it or should we wait for Tyler? Get
2: into it! Wait
1: for Tyler? Yeah. Oh, okay. Screw him. Am I gonna, do I wear this? Am I,
2: yeah. gonna I, I would.
0: It really okay. sounds like a podcast.
2: If you okay, that. all right, cool. Otherwise,
1: yes, it sounds like very very radio professional.
0: During it this well, i got to save my questions for when we go on, but okay. I, I am very curious as to why why this became this but don't
2: Don't
1: ask. Don't ask it. Don't huh? ask it um,
2: e- I feel like I'm not gonna have a lot of the answers you're looking for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I love this episode. Like we said, I will. Let me let me tone that down. And they find Beatles. The Fab Four. Yeah, they find all four: John, Paul, and Ringo. Uh, just John Paul and Ringo. Uh, George and George isn't there because he quit the night before. Uh, that's a real little. That's a niche tie-in to uh, Get Back, the Beatles documentary.
1: This is going long. You know there are many B movies about bugs. There's one called The B Movie. <laughs> Proofread, schmoofread. Sure thing, buddy. I
0: love you. You're, All right. you're fired. If you're hungry, you're
1: fired. You're fired. No, you're fired.
2: storybelt Media.